This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, uh, 34 seconds left in the first half now. Buffalo leading the Rams 10-7, so we'll uh, keep you updated on that one. Continuing coverage of the passing of uh, Queen Elizabeth II. On a little more conversation coming up at 8.05 here on 6.30, Ched. And uh, this half hour, we are scheduled to be joined by Cassie Campbell-Pascal, who met the Queen about uh, 20 years ago. So she will have that story as we move along. Elks and Stampeders on 6.30, Ched. That's on Saturday. Countdown to kickoff at 4.30. The game will be at 6 o'clock with Morley, Dave, Brendan, and Blake as the Elks try to get what has been uh, what has become a very elusive win on home field tomorrow BC's in Montreal it's a triple header Saturday noon is Toronto at Ottawa three o'clock is Saskatchewan at Winnipeg and then Calgary at Edmonton is the nightcap at six here on 6 30 Chet okay I am pleased to welcome back to the show Cassie Campbell Pascal, who uh, is generous enough to join us tonight uh, Cassie always love having you on the show and uh i was uh, you know obviously reading a lot about the queen today and i saw a picture of the queen pop up and who's there standing relatively close to her but you uh it was october 6 2002 san jose at vancouver in the nhl well what tell us how that came to be that you were that close to the queen well, I was a lot younger back then, that's for sure. Like, what, 20 years ago, almost exactly. And um, you know what? It, it was a contact through the Canucks and the NHL, and uh, they asked if we would join the Queen to drop the puck at center ice. And sure, you know, we had just won a gold medal in previous February, and, um, you know, Wayne Gretzky was there, Howie Meeker, uh, Ed Jovanovsky. It was really cool. He... He actually had his Team Canada shirt on and his medal, and then as soon as the puck was dropped, he left the ice, got changed, and actually played in the game. And it was uh, Vancouver versus San Jose, and I got to sit uh, with her husband, Prince Philip, for the game. And, and yeah, it was just a real incredible experience and, and one that was uh, pretty special for my family and I to attend. That's amazing. So I'm wondering, be- before this ceremony happens and before you get to sit with Prince Philip, were you given instructions on etiquette you know don't talk to her don't say this don't t- like you, you know was it and I, I mean i'm sure you had there had to be some sort of a security check not that you were a dangerous person but i imagine they got to be pretty careful what 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 were you told in the lead up to being near the queen yeah you know there was a lot of protocol in the lead up and a criminal check was one of the things that you know i had to to get and um, you know, you weren't to shake her hand unless she reached out to shake yours, and you weren't to touch her. And I don't know if you've watched any video, but she walks out on the ice with Wayne Gretzky, and you can see him 
as a gentleman, want to put his hand close to her just in case she falls. And then he, you realize he puts his hands back together because you weren't supposed to touch her. And um, But really, honestly, like with all the protocol and the prep leading up to it, once they were standing in front of you, they, they kind of seemed pretty normal. Like they, they were trying to to make the situation as normal as possible and she reached out and shook my hand and touched the medal and, and congratulated me and then she went to Ed Jovanovsky and did the same and um, it was just a real surreal experience and, and one that you know I'll, I'll remember every moment of it you know from from meeting her where the Zamboni comes out uh, where the Canucks play and you know, sitting up in the box watching the game and, and her husband asking me all kinds of questions, you know, like, why is the goalie catching the puck and why was this whistle blown? Like, he really wanted to learn a little bit more about the game. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty surreal experience and a unique one for sure. And, you know, especially my grandmother. My grandmother was so proud to get a picture. And I've got a, a signed, blown-up photograph of it. Everyone except the Queen, of course, has signed it. So Howie Meeker, Gretzky, and I have it up in my office at home. And, it's uh, you know still a special moment. All right, so the queen is she. So she shakes your hand. So you knew you could do that if she offered. And then she's she's looking at your Olympic medal. Do you remember what you said to her, or were you a little tongue tied? How, how did it go? You, you know, you don't really speak until spoken to. It was kind of the the protocol, and and you know she really just congratulated me. And you know at first I think she kind of looked at me as a female. And I, she knew I was a hockey player, but I, I wonder if she was curious as to how that all works. And it was probably something a little new for her. It was just our second Olympics for women's hockey. So, um, but she, you know, she just really congratulated myself and then Ed Jovanovsky. And you know, I politely said thank you. And and that was sort of the conversation between myself and her. But um, you know, sitting with her husband later on, it was it was a constant conversation pretty much throughout the entire game. So he was he was pretty. I, I guess laid back for lack of a better term he was like hey let's just chat about this sport that we're watching yeah and, and to be honest with you so is she I mean obviously she is who she is and, and the eyes are all on her and she probably has to be on her best behavior but she just honestly made the situation seem normal and really took in the game you can tell she was a bit of a sports fanatic and was just sort of interested in, in talking and, and meeting people and um, you know, she, under the circumstance, I think, you know, made those of us who were meeting her for the first time feel as comfortable as possible. And, um, you know, she recognizes all the protocols that surround her and her husband when they used to travel. And I think she also knows sometimes how uncomfortable those protocols can be for the people around her. And, and I think she just tried to keep the situation as normal as possible. Yeah, I, I like how you put that because certainly they're aware that just their presence probably makes other people nervous or puts them in an uncomfortable spot even if they're looking forward to meeting them so i, I find it really interesting that uh you said they, you sort of sense that they recognize that and wanted to, to put everybody uh, at ease um do, do you remember anything about the game that night i didn't even look it up on the hockey reference page or anything to see who won <laughs> You know what, I, I, I vaguely want to say the score was 6-3, but I can't, I'm not even sure, to be honest with you, Reed. And I, you know, obviously the San Jose, and, and the interesting thing about the face-off is I do remember the face-off because it was Mike Ricci and Marcus Nasland. Um, and, it, you know, just, I have the picture obviously at home, but um, just kind of shows you how long ago it was that this actually occurred because, you know, those two have been out of the NHL for a while. And 
myself my career ended 16 years ago so um it's been a while and it's it's a moment that anytime the queen or the monarchy is brought up in our country i get a call from some magazine or some place saying you know you you spent time with the queen what was it like you know and people seem to be really interested about it and you know it's a big loss today and and i know you know there's some indigenous people for sure that don't think this is a big loss as far as you know some of the history that has gone on there but um you know it was a real cool experience for me to get an opportunity to meet her and i um you know it was a good moment in my life for sure i wonder what she thought of mike ricci's look yeah, the nose. The nose might have, yeah. she might have, uh, you know, you could tell, though, she was told to drop the puck exactly on the blue dot at center ice because she nailed it. Like, it hit the center of that blue dot, and we were kind of offline a little bit behind her as far as being centered, and she stood right by that blue dot and uh, made sure that, you know, she did what she was told and did it properly, and uh, I do remember that as well, just how bang on she was hitting the center of the blue dot at center ice with the puck when she dropped it. Well, I, I love... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, I love that story because you were talking about the protocols you had to learn. Think of all the protocols she had to learn in her life. Okay, you drop it on the dot. You're meeting people from this culture. This is how you say hello. I mean, that her life would have been constant uh, following of rules as well. Well, really cultured, right? I mean, obviously, getting an opportunity to meet people of all different backgrounds from all different countries. And, you know, I I, I think there was probably a lot of perks, and there was probably also a lot of times where you weren't sure the situation that you were getting yourself into, and you hoped that the people around you were taking care of you. But for sure, cultured has to be one of the words that I would use to describe her, just as far as what she learned about you know, different nationalities and different backgrounds and people from different countries who spoke different languages, you know, she probably knew a lot more than than a lot of us did as far as how the world works and how it goes and all the causes that she, you know, committed herself to and, and found important to, to be a part of and, you know, traveling the world and there's a lot of perks to it, but I'm sure there were times where a lot of the meat and grease got a little overwhelming and a little monotonous and and she always seemed to handle herself with grace and a calmness that uh, I think really became contagious with everyone she met. Cassie, I really appreciate you sharing this memory and your perspective. I I loved hearing you talk about it because it's clearly something that that stayed with you and and I really appreciate you sharing that uh, with the audience. It sounds like you're diving right into hockey season from uh, the noises I hear in the background. So, uh, of course, we'll get you on during the year to uh, wrap uh, wrap about what's going on with the Oilers or the Flames or uh, whatever else the stories are. Always love having you on the show. Thank you for your time. All right. Cheers, Reed. All the best. That is Cassie Campbell-Pascal checking in tonight with uh, memories of the Queen's puck drop at a Sharks-Canucks game. It was October 6th, 2002. I actually think it was a preseason game, but Cassie still with some very vivid memories of that. And I loved how she told you the Queen nailed that ceremonial puck drop right on the blue dot, bullseye. 
uh, got it done. That's pretty cool. That's a, that's an awesome story from Cassie. And, of course, uh, with the Queen's passing, we've had a lot of coverage uh, throughout the day here on 6.30 Chet, and uh, that will continue tonight after the 8 o'clock news on a little more conversation. So uh, stick around for that. Certainly a very significant story from a lot of different angles. Okay, it is 7.45. Of course, I'm always happy to hear from you. 780-496-0063. That's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. Follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And you can email the show, Inside Sports at 630Ched.com. The Oilers continue to uh, have the numbers grow at the informal skates. Nugent Hopkins and McDavid among those joining the group today. There will be uh, some uh, interview opportunities tomorrow after the players have a scrimmage in the morning. So I'll be bringing you some of that tape here on this show tomorrow night. We'll continue to tee up the uh, Labor Day rematch. And uh, we got an all Edmonton showdown in the Prairie Football Conference with the Huskies and the Wildcats. And we'll have a guest on from one of those teams tomorrow night too. So a lot to talk about. Definitely a fun time of year. We got to take a quick timeout. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Well, sometimes the simplest questions are the best ones. I just had an email pop into my inbox, inside sports at 630shed.com, from uh, Michael in California. Here's his email Can the Oilers win the Stanley Cup this year? That's the question, Kellen. Can the Oilers win the Stanley Ooh. Cup this year? Well, yes. They're I, in the I, same I, league I just, that awards the Stanley Cup, so sure. Well, yes, from that very uh, logical viewpoint. They have they a 1 in 32 chance, yes. Well, they, I think they have a better chance than that. Oh, I, me too. I wrote back to Michael during the commercial, and I said, they can. I'm not saying they will. But I think they are a contender. Absolutely, I think yes. they have. Um, what I've, what I've, what have I been saying ad nauseum for the last three years? They are, they're a good team, but they're not great. Uh, I'm comfortable calling them a, a very good team. I'm still not going to say great quite yet, but uh, they're certainly. I mean, you look at McDavid and Drysital and Nurse and some of those players really entering the primes of their careers. They got Evander Kane on the roster. They, mm. got, they got a better support staff than other years. Yes, of course, there are question marks. Yeah. Uh, every team has question marks. I think that uh, there might be some teams who have fewer and smaller question marks than the Oilers, but I think there are many, many teams who have more question marks than the Oilers and larger question marks than the Oilers. So, yes, I, I think the Oilers yeah. can win the Stanley Cup this year. I'm not saying that that is my prediction. I mean, if, you, mm. if uh, Michael would have emailed me that, um, you know, in the uh, summer of uh, 2015, even though they were drafting Connor McDavid that summer, I would have said no, because yeah. I wouldn't have even thought they would have made the playoffs, and they well, didn't. There you go. My way too early prediction that <laughs> I'll roll out with right now is I believe that the Oilers are a 45-win-plus team this regular season. Well, they had more than 45 last season. Yes. I, I mean, I, 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 I actually, I know Stoff said they could get to 50 last year. They didn't. I didn't have them get getting to 50 last season. I, I think they can win. Yeah. Uh, I, I think they can win 50 this season. I, I do okay. think that they, they in Calgary will compete for the top spot in the Pacific Division for, for sure. Are. And uh, I, I do think, yeah, 
I don't know. I, I mean, if you look at Jay Woodcroft's points percentage last year, over a full season, that's 118 points. That would win the President's Trophy. They're yep. probably not going to quite do that, but I, I think they could be, um, you know, 108, 110, maybe 112 in that range. I, I do think they're going to have a really good regular season. Uh, I want to get to this here. It's a, a quick baseball story about a Major League Baseball relief pitcher and um, his interesting choice in walk-in music. The cold never bothered me anyway. The closer gets called in to put the chill on opposition rallies or even keeping them from starting. So why not use the hit song from Frozen? Let it go, let it go. That's what Los Angeles Dodgers relief ace Craig Kimbrell has been using when summoned into games. When Kimbrell began struggling, his wife Ashley suggested the tune. It may not be the kind of intimidating song most relievers use, but he has gotten good results on the mound so far. And in the stands, fans have been singing along with the Disney tune as Kimbrell enters the game. I'm Oscar Wells Gabriel. Well, that's an interesting one. What if Mariana Rivera had enter Sandman? Kimbrell going with Let It Go, uh, mm-hmm. a recent change. We'll see how long he's going to stick with it. Usually, relief pitchers want to go with something intimidating. Of course, Mariano Rivera was putting the opposition to sleep during his heyday with the New York Yankees, so they played Enter Sandman. That's a fun story. Now, I don't have kids, as you know, Kellen, uh, but because Frozen, the I don't know. People will have to tell. I guess we're kind of late in the show to do an off-topic topic. <laughs> what is Frozen uh, Fro- is is what you're asking? Frozen came out uh, Frozen came out in 2013. Is that the yes. biggest kids-slash-family movie this century, shall we say? Well, in the last take? decade, probably. Something like something like that over the last decade, I would say. Because uh, what else has been? There's been Frozen. Uh, there's been the one with that bull, Fernando, and there's been all the Minions movies. Those are the only yeah. <laughs> uh, kids-slash-family movies I can name. There have probably been more. And nobody's I, uh, nobody's I, walking out to the plate with the Minions version of uh, Love Bomba or something like that, right? So, <laughs> uh, All right. So this is uh, – oh, Kristen Bell did one of the voices. That's interesting. There you go. Oh, is this the – is Frozen the one with the, the goofy snowman or something yes. like that? Yes, Olaf. The snowman. Oh, so you've seen this film? Yes. Okay. So is it a, is it a good? Would I enjoy this movie? Clearly, it's popular for with kids. Uh, if you te- temper your expectations, I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> well, that, that's kind of a backhanded compliment, isn't it? Um, all right. So maybe I, I still so I got to add that to the list of films I have to watch. Yeah. There Frozen, you go. Geostorm. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And what's the other, um, the guy that we ta- talk about? Oh, I just forgot his name. The guy in Geostorm. Gerald, Gerald Butler, Butler uh, yeah. Uh, Greenland, is that another one of his I got to watch? I, believe, I think that's right, is yeah. He, is he in Greenland as well? All right, so th- I, I've been saying for years I'm going to watch uh, Geostorm. I still haven't watched it. Greenland movie came out in 2020. Uh, yeah, Gerard Butler, who also produced Greenland. Now, that, so that's a disaster film, and Geostorm is also a disaster film. So I could watch those together and compare them. That would be an interesting evening, wouldn't it? Yes, and you could and have. Then a nice I could watch Frozen. That would be my trilogy. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Exactly. Because, or you but, could go back Fro- and watch Twister and have but, the trifecta of natural disasters happening. But right? Frozen is not a disaster movie. It's, it's like what the. the well, it's a disaster for. Uh, it's a disaster for the, one of the main characters because... What's the story in Frozen? Not... <laughs> it's 
so quick quickly synopsis on it i believe one of the protagonists uh is cursed with something that that like makes people like freezes her loved ones or something like that and well that sounds sad yeah (laughs) so she's sort of like iceman from the x-men but not exactly The, the Disney version, if you can, uh, you know, adapt that. Because Disney right. has its own flair of things, right? So, Oh, they, they, they really do in a lot of ways. Okay, well, that's uh, something else. Another personal project for me. I, this show leads to so much personal growth and enlightenment. I hope it did for you as well. We had Chuba Hubbard on the show. Mark Cordy, Blake Dermott, and Cassie Campbell-Pascal recalled meeting the Queen about 20 years ago. You miss anything or you just want to hear something again? Sign up for the Inside Sports Podcast wherever you get your podcast, or go to the show page on 630Ched.com. And hey, do me a favor. If you like the show, recommend it to a friend. And if you hate the show, recommend it to an enemy. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Talk to you tomorrow at 6. 